the reluctant conformist. Part 2. A Volatile Voyage Through Retirement. Chapter 6. The Photographer. A quote relevant to Chapter 6 from George Gross, 1893 to 1959. First Dada Festival, Berlin, 1920. Take Dada seriously. It's verset. A powerful nostalgia may overtake emigrants, living a great distance from where they were brought up, a sort of fantasized reminiscence. An old Greek who migrated to Fremantle in Western Australia suffered from the same wavering of place. When at Fremantle, he'd often reminisce about his youth. In Greece, we roamed the mountain tops, where the air was so heavy with the spicy oils of rosemary and thyme, it made me soar like an angel to heaven. He'd saved money for a holiday back to Greece, and, whilst there, playing backgammon with old friends in the village square cafe, he'd brag, In Australia, we have sardines this big, holding his hands apart to show the fish's size, which was always bigger than the one that got away. Magnus was sympathetic to the old Greek's dilemma of divided allegiance. For many years he'd kept one foot in the Isle of Man and the other foot in Australia. Ultimately, home was definitely down under. But his sentimental homeland remained the Isle of Man, which he visited nearly annually. The Isle of Man is mainly agricultural land, arable farmland, and high country sheep grazing. Being a small hilly island, with the sea never far away, it's laughingly said to have no climate, just weather. For somebody usually living in hot and humid Australia, the cooler northern hemisphere island is a perfect place for walking, and that's what Magnus did nearly every day on his trips back to the Isle of Man. While exploring the countryside, close to his mother's home, he'd often see a particular farmer inspecting livestock and crops, or trundling across fields on a mud-spattered tractor. Everything about the farmer's appearance was straight out of a 1930s handbook for stylish Manx farmers. The grubby flat cap, patched tweed jacket, old corduroy strides, tied with baling twine around the ankles in case a startled rat made a dash for safety up his trouser leg, a frayed flannelette shirt under an ancient waistcoat, that might have once belonged to his grandfather, and on his feet a pair of stout, black, hobnail boots. Whenever the farmer was to be seen, there too was his sheepdog, a keenly attentive border collie. If Magnus caught the farmer's eye, he'd give him a raised-arm, Ziegheil-style wave, and was pleased to receive a slowly raised hand of recognition in response, or if close by, a light, Hey, boy! may waft through the air. During one of his frequent visits to the island, Magnus came face to face with Willie Lease, although he never knew his name until years later on reading the farmer's obituary in the local newspaper. Tribute to Willie Lease Best friends, Willie Lease, and his constant companion, his dog, Jip, both died on the same day at Bala Oats St. John's. Willie Lease died in the farmhouse he was born in 69 years ago and lived in all his life. 
Following on from a well-known farming family, he and his brother Joe farmed at Ballot Oats at St. John's, with Willie looking after the breeding and welfare of the livestock. In his youth, he was a member and chairman of the Central Young Farmers Club and went on to support events and farming organisations. He had the great gift of being content with life as a farmer. His neighbours respected him and will miss him greatly, said the Methodist minister, the Reverend Grace Easthope, conducting his funeral at St. John's Methodist Church. She told the congregation that in the afternoon of Willie's death, his faithful dog, Jip, died too. They'll be reunited in heaven, she said. Harvey Briggs, Isle of Man Examiner, Tuesday, 17th of July, 2007. Early one bright spring morning, Magnus met Willie on the narrow, twisty Bella Oates Road. Willie and his companion, the sheepdog Jip, plodded uphill. Magnus, with gravity on his side, was making easy going of it, trudging downhill. Hiya, he greeted Willie with a wave. Hello, yes, sir, Willie replied quietly. At last I put a sight on you. Are you local? Originally I'm from Onken, but now live in Australia, he replied. At the moment I'm staying with my mother at the Hope. Australia's a long way to go, boy, Willie stated, looking into the distance. What in heaven's name took you all that way from home? Work, Agnes replied. I used to work on oil rigs and was sent to Australia, and I've been there ever since. If we'd had a family farm, though, I'd probably have done what you're doing, and never left the island. They talked in easy comfort for a while, and when Magnus thought it wouldn't be too intrusive, he asked if he could take Willie's photograph. Oh, I don't know about that, yes, sir, he replied bashfully. Who'd want a photo of me? Well, Magnus did, and even though the pose wasn't exactly what he'd hoped for, he took a couple of shots. When he stood back to snap the pictures, Willie lifted Jip up so the dog was standing on its hind legs in front of him, whilst he looked down smiling shyly in mild embarrassment. It was an awkward pose, but it captured their togetherness. Do you take many snaps, yes, sir? Willie asked quietly. Yes, I do, Magnus replied, and I'm particularly interested in the hedge sculptures and baling twine creations along this road. Do you know anything about them? You mean the hubcaps and paint drums and them sorts of things? Willie asked. Yes, they're very unusual. And whenever I'm on the island, I make a point of walking through our Callaghan to see what new works have appeared. And if there are any, I photograph them. Oh, I've been doing them for years, the farmer said hesitantly. They're just bits and pieces from the farm and things I find on the road. Do you like them, yes, sir? he asked bashfully. Very much, Magnus replied encouragingly, adding, Do you mind if I take photographs in the fields and on the hedges? Take as many photos as you like, boy, the farmer replied, smiling, and go in any of the fields you like. Over the years, Magnus recorded hundreds of Willie's works in the hope of arranging an exhibition of his creations. In readiness for a showing, he'd already mounted and framed fifty or so enlarged photographs of Willie's more intriguing handiwork. Around Easter 2013, Magnus approached the sale gallery 
to inquire if they were interested in showing photographs of Willie's work. The gallery, in association with the Isle of Man Arts Council, specialise in promoting local art and crafts, and frequently held exhibitions in the island's foremost display space on Douglas Promenade. Of course we're interested. These are exactly the sort of local novelty we should be promoting, the gallery attendant stated enthusiastically. Are you prepared to leave these sample photographs for appraisal by the Exhibition Selection Committee? Certainly, Magnus replied, delighted by the unexpected positive response. There are plenty more framed and ready for hanging, if needed. For several months nothing was heard. Whenever he viewed a new exhibition at the gallery, he'd inquire about the prospects for a Willie Lee showing. Encouraging noises were plentiful, but no commitment was forthcoming. Eventually, feeling he was getting the runaround, and that the gallery had lost interest in Willie's work, he'd more or less given up on the prospects of holding an exhibition. Later that year, on a warm, good-to-be-alive September afternoon, he walked along Douglas Promenade to meet his sister, Susan Maureen, arriving on the Liverpool ferry. Susan loved sea voyages, even if they were only for a few hours. Her spirits were high, her hair was enlivened by fresh gusts of salty air, and she was game for a stroll along the promenade. Do you fancy seeing the war artist's response-to-place exhibition, he proposed? Very much, she enthused. Magnus had read about the blockbuster Kurt Schwitter's exhibition, which had recently opened at the Sale Gallery, following a successful season at London's Tate Britain Art Museum. He was aware of the World War II European internees and prisoners of war held on the island from attending earlier exhibitions at the Manx Museum, but had little knowledge of the specific artists amongst their number. Susan Maureen had lectured in art history and appreciation for several years, and was always keen to use her lively critical eye. Over the years, she and Magnus had attended several specialist exhibitions together, including the 2013 Royal Academy Summer Show in London. Has any decision been made about the Willie Lease photographs? Magnus inquired of the gallery manager. The manager turned to look at him, with a distracted expression of perplexity written across his face. Strangely intrigued, he gazed for a moment before his vacant eyes opened wide into a wild stare and his jaw dropped into a full flood of recognition. It's you, he spluttered, throwing his arms in the air in a crucifix-like gesture of disbelief. We've been going mad trying to find you. Our records are at fault and we had no way of contacting you. Thank God it's you, he continued, his Latvian accent more pronounced than usual. Well, here I am, Magnus replied with surprised amusement. What's the problem? Is Willie a goer or not? We want your photographs as local interest for the Schwitters exhibition, the manager exclaimed, with relief beaming across his face. Now it was Magnus's turn to be thrown off balance. Nothing had happened for months, and then suddenly it was nearly too late to be involved. They're framed and ready to hang, he said excitedly. How many do you want, and when do you want them? All of them, and now, the manager replied cheerfully. Magnus and Susan jumped a taxi, loaded the framed photographs, and delivered them to their fate. And that's how Willie Lease, the Manx agricultural abstractionist, became the support artist for the much-anticipated Kurt Schwitter's exhibition on the Isle of Man in the autumn of 2013.
the tenuous link between Willie Lease, a quiet Manx farmer, and the German-born Kurt Schwitters, a giant of 20th century art, wittily acknowledged by the vigilant curators of the Sale Gallery exhibition, was the common creative impulse that oxygenated their psyches in a similar and often quirky fashion. Both artists worked with found materials, Willie almost exclusively, not so for Schwitters. His collage work was only a single facet of his treasure trove of artistic works. The Manx exhibition of Schwitters' works was akin to a homecoming. Most of the works on display were created during his internment on the Isle of Man during World War II as a reluctant guest of King George VI. In 1930s Nazi Germany, Schwitters and his ilk were branded as degenerative artists. It was the Führer's diktat that this seditious group's anarchistic take on life flouted the Teutonic order of things, instead of exalting the blood of the soil values of racial purity, which was the official Nazi party line. On seeing his paintings hung upside down at the infamous 1937 exhibition of degenerate art in Munich, Schwitters recognized the insult, but more importantly, got the message and fled to his beloved Norway to avoid Gestapo persecution, or worse. The Norwegians must have taken Schwitters to heart, because later, when the German war machine rolled over that country, he managed to secure a place on the last icebreaker to run for freedom to Leith in Scotland. Schwitters' fellow passengers and wartime refugees included both the Norwegian royal family and members of the government influential company indeed, for a German Dadaist refugee with poetic inclinations. On arriving at Leith, however, the free-spirited artist received a cordial but typical of its time welcome. Hamish, what have we got here? the Scottish harbourboard policeman explained to his colleague whilst collaring the German. Another guest of King George, if I'm not very much mistaken. And so began Schwitter's journey towards detention behind Bob Wire on the Isle of Man as one of His Majesty's Most Loyal Enemy Aliens, the official title for internees. Prisoners were suspected of being potential sleeper spies and fifth columnists until a clear refugee pedigree was established. <laughs> 